Welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Monterulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's going on? I love that new song. Um, when you first pitched that to me, I was like, I, I thought it was like a late 90s song, and then I listened to it, and I was like, oh, no, no, that's, that's totally the mid-80s, not <laughs> right. the late 90s. Uh, great, great sort of post-punk anthem. Uh, great intro for a podcast. We're gonna yeah. rock that one for a while. Left. It's called. By the way, for people that don't know, it's uh, by the replacements. It's called Left of the Dial. So it's you know, at least title-wise, it's it's topical. Um, and it's just a fucking kick-ass song. It sounds it, like it reminds me of like the um, uh, that track that Michael Moore used for Bowling for Columbine, which is always topical because we just had like what like nine more mass shootings in last week, right? Um. America's healing. <laughs> yeah. Back to normal. Right. Build back better, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, yeah, and 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 I was just... I, I feel like we, you know, I try to segment, and, and it's never like a, an even kind of segmentation, but I try to almost kind of do eras or like, you know, year... Like, I, I don't like to keep the same theme song for too long, so... No, it was, yeah, it, it should always change. Like, you should yeah. always change it up. Like, I, I, don't, I love democracy now, but seriously, they have had the same like poppy funk jazz 90s intro <laughs> for 25 fucking Ugh. like right amy goodman change your fucking intro music for the love of god I i'm hate assuming it. and i'm assuming t still has that fucking horrible oh i never i don't i've never seen an episode of tyt that i didn't start five minutes after right right so i have no idea what their shit sounds like they just have some thing that i'm sure they didn't pay for i'm sure it was like royalty free you know riff riff rock uh but gotta, yeah. gotta be a scab and bust that you know <laughs> right right yeah make i sure was you thinking the other day this there. is just just random out of nowhere i had like four different things i was gonna potentially talk about and i'm gonna settle on the first one and it's the fucking thanos snap the blip from avengers when he disappears half the the universe right mm. like here, here's my first question why get rid of half of all life you know, birds and like where'd all the like half of all trees had to disappear to? Like, isn't the whole thing right, that you're, right. you, you're getting rid of half the resources and half the overpopulated people? To that doesn't anyway. Um, it was, I mean, it was a half, but like, you know, there it was a half big. So, idea. here's there my big, something there, but yeah, it's just yeah, I get it, get rid of half the people, but don't get rid of half the fucking and but then then it's like they they kind of like lose that thing because remember you know when when cap comes to meet uh blackwood it was like hey i sell whales in uh the hudson river and she's like what really and he's like yeah because there's there's like way less ships and way less pollution like admitting that like you know commercial shipping right. vessels are like running and kill whales all the time although not right now because apparently suez canal is fucking blocked <laughs> by a fucking 400 meter long freighter that got turned sideways oh so funny did you see the pictures of that shit yeah, yeah. Just I was the, looking the, at that the for one a little tiny excavator, like digging <laughs> as hard as it can. To try. It's like Spider Man. Like, don't worry, I got this. I got this. <laughs> right, right. So, I don't know how the fuck they're gonna get that out. Like, I, I genuinely don't. I, like... Yeah, there, there's hundreds of other freighters right now. Like, which just shows how delicate our economy is. That it's that they, they might have to just like ram it with a bigger shit. Like, I can't imagine how they're gonna like something that's gonna be able to tow that thing. I don't know. They well take all the weight off of for one. Take right. all the shit. Off. You know, off the, air, so, off the so helicopter, my, everything. Off. My big question about the Thanos thing was bringing everybody back. 
Okay, like because they didn't bring everyone back the moment they disappeared. They brought them back five years later. And as we saw in some of the scenes, like they pretty much just appear in the exact same place they disappeared from. Now, just think about, like, imagine half of all people driving a car disappear. <laughs> How many cars would just, you'd have a, a, a million car pile up spread out across right. the whole world. And you would, you well, would think, s- that, you know, and then you think about the like, commercial airlines, right? Half of all the pilots disappear. Now they have the co-pilot usually, but what if both of them disappear? Right. Because it was random. Well, that's literally the first scene in, in The Leftovers, which had a similar, and, you know, came before that, but had a similar premise where 2% of the world's population disappeared. The first, and that was just 2%. Imagine. Yeah, and the first scene was like a massive pileup because like a bunch of people just, dis- and you didn't know at the time, but a bunch right. of people disappeared out of their cars. And it was but just, if it's random, as Thanos right. said, you'd still have like a shitload of planes going down, right? Oh, yeah. But then they bring everyone back, you know, because Tony Stark's like, well, we I don't want to you know risk losing my wife and kids, so we can't have everyone come back at the moment they disappear. They got to come back five years later, which was like the most selfish fucking thing you could possibly do, uh, which nobody notices, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, right. But then everyone comes back, uh, like Hulk snaps, and everyone comes back. What happened? To, what happens to all the people that were on those planes that disappeared that suddenly reappear thirty thousand feet in the air with no plane there anymore? <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Like, which which happens first? Do they suffocate, freeze death, or fall to their death first? Not right. yet, right. So not, again, this is <laughs> something that I think the writers probably did not even think much about at all. Like, you know, What about if, other planets, though? Like, right. this is just Earth. Well, I mean, also... Much less but, the galaxy, much less the whole universe. <laughs> just, well, I mean, but then it also uh, becomes a question of, are you tied to a physical, tactile object that you're touching or are you tied to this place in space and time because no. if they're tied to the place in space and time most of them would just appear in space like they, because the earth is constantly moving you know it's the whole idea of like time exactly. travel like exactly. you know why, why it doesn't work if we're not ever in the same actual <laughs> space well, like what you if would... you just reappear in the same space as somebody else would your molecules just fuse together right 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 there's some good i've read some good like uh, sci-fi book about that actually that that actually would try to tackle those issues of like space and and like you know reappearing and like getting your foot fucking caught like in a you know in a, a branch or something like but anyway um yeah, yeah. So, so what if you're just on the subway and suddenly you're not on the subway anymore you're just oh, fuck, right? you're just like <laughs> falling ten, onto the third rail above the, the the tracks and suddenly you're falling at 70 miles an hour and hit the tracks and just like you're body's broken and then you get electrocuted right. and then a train you know the next subway comes runs you over that's just over because like <laughs> the whole hulk didn't think all these things out when he when he you know did the right, snap right, right. everybody back <laughs> well when he dr note, banner right and speaking of falling we should, I, I, you know the first thing i want to cover just real quickly and not that there's much of a story to it but it just brought us all a little bit of amusement and joy this week uh was joe biden falling uh three times trying to walk up the stairs of the uh the 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 the, what do they call those things the stair 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 car whatever i I think they just call the stairs that go up to the air force one stairs yeah but they're like the 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 ones that are attached to like a little motorized you know car thing whatever um the thing jim carrey chases after the plane with the end of liar liar those things uh never seen it never seen it really that's i mean it's Mm, it's good for that that type of movie but jim carrey really but uh uh 
Oh, so, um, yeah, so no, he, he, he tripped up the stairs uh, three times, uh, you know, and it, A, I'm actually kind of amazed that he, he managed to grab the rail and not fall, because, like, at his age and with his, you know, level of, of, of mental capacity, it, it, it just, that seemed like a fucking neck injury waiting to happen. Um, but, you know, watching it back, you know, when, when you when you watch it, it's not just like like look, people trip. It fucking happens. Like I'm not gonna be like, oh, what a fucking dumbass. Like, but but he 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 falls and trips and then gets his balance back, steps and falls. It didn't feel like a trip. It felt like you know his equilibrium was off. Like he was like like could not. Like he's he, on drugs, right? He they've got him on keep, drugs. They've right. had him on drugs forever. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's either that you know either that or just his his actual you know I mean that and this happens a lot when you're when you're you know, in, in kind of in, in early stages of dementia, like you don't have all of your physical, like you, you, you forget how to walk. Like it, it's just shit like that. Your body forgets how to, it, it just looked very, it looked beyond like beyond just like, Oh, I tripped once. Cause he trips, he writes himself and he trips like two more times. Like after writing himself each time, like it's very. Right. Well, and you remember when, um, Hillary Clinton had her uh, one of her several God. fainting spells, right? Right on 9/11 and, anniversary. And you, <laughs> it wasn't just on 9/11; it was at 9/11. Right, right. At, on 9/11, at 9/11. Right, and they claimed it was because of, it was like a heat stroke. Right. Well, right. I don't know. I don't. You know, in in the shade of all the skyscrapers of of you know lower manhattan i don't know how hot it gets at eight in the she morning she's also wearing a massive like coat you know not even a coat, like a suit you know jacket that you you know the kind of and i listen like i've seen people pass out i've seen people sure. faint she did not do that she started convulsing it was like right. her body started shaking it, that that's not a faint <laughs> that's right something and else. They'd, like grab her by the arms like and right. walk her to the car like yeah that was you know just, just bizarre and, and and look like we're, we're not mocking them being feeble or weak no no we're, no, no, we're no. mocking the fact that they're, they're being propped up via political elder abuse and the excuses were given as to why we shouldn't have to worry about it when these are literally the people with you know the launch codes to right. the nukes right and we're told oh it's fine <laughs> don't worry they're you know and joe biden can't even go up a stairway without having a fucking stroke basically right. um and, you know, I mean, what if he got hurt? What if the president got hurt? You know, I mean, for for most oh, of us, uh, most people I know, if they fell down a flight of stairs, they'd be screwed because they couldn't go to a doctor. They couldn't pay for an ambulance ride. Uh, right. You know, because because as we know, uh, an ambulance is not your taxi to the hospital, Bernie Sanders. <laughs> right. Uh, what fucking that, idiot said that? that? Yeah, I forget what idiot said that. It was some... <laughs> It was right, some random person. They get they get shot um, around a lot, but, but yeah. So twenty nine million Americans, um, you know, if they had that trip and fall, that could be a life altering uh, situation, right? That could indebt them for the rest of their lives because Joe Biden doesn't believe they should be able to go to see a doctor. No, no, not without paying, you know, fucking ten times of their net worth to to just physically like keep them alive. Or physically, you know, like fix themselves. I actually have a funny tweet that went around um, after this fall, um, and it, the uh, at is uh, at Pitt for Hillary. So it's a 
person who still, uh, you know, has a completely Hillary Clinton devoted Twitter account in, in 2021. So you know that they're going to have a super rational and uh, level headed take. Um, and this, 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 by the way, I really thought this was parody, like when I saw it. But when you look through this person's timeline, it's not parody. Like, I guarantee you it's not parody. This it's is just Sally Albright. Right. Um, Jesus fell three times carrying the cross while on the way to Calvary to save us. <laughs> what was Joe Biden carrying? He wasn't carrying anything. God, I don't know. No, just carrying himself over the fucking stairs that Kamala Harris Criscoed up before he walked up them. Fucking. Oh my God. Uh, Biden also fell three times carrying the hardship America is going through on his way to deliver hope with a capital H. <laughs> Nobody, um, nobody thinks t- that. T- nobody t- thinks that. <laughs> today is more. Today, God looked upon Biden and said, "Quote: This is my son, the beloved, in whom I was well pleased." <laughs> hey, that's got to be parody. Oh, that can't. No, fucking dude, be it's real. Rich. She really is, or he or she, I don't know, is really this fucking nuts. And they they follow up reply because they got you know replied into oblivion and laughed at. If you don't have faith, I don't expect you to understand this tweet. For us who still have faith, we have the gift of the Holy Ghost to read the signs of our time. Hashtag peace. It's got to be like a Staten Island Democrat. It's got to oh, be. 100%. <laughs> Join March 2016. So they they literally still have Hillary and Trump is in their, their banner with like the, the popular vote count. Like that's their banner picture. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. I just I can't I can't with these fucking lunatics. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. All right. So anyway, yeah, you know, that 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 happened this week uh and that was that was obviously a, an interesting way to start the week. Kamala Harris getting her hopes and dreams crushed. That 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 was like a real fucking dick punch. That was like when the Tennessee Titans lost the Super Bowl when the guy got tackled on like the one yard line, like before he scored a game winning touchdown. I didn't see it, but it's a football reference. So I right, right. But, but you just it, imagine but... like coming so close to your, your, your fucking ambitions that you have no, you know, oh, you, she, that you don't she, deserve at all. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, she knows that the touchdown is going to be scored for her. She's just counting, you know, like doesn't know exactly when it's going to happen. See, She's just. The thing is, like, it. if she doesn't get in via him leaving office which is it's a very strong possibility but i also think he's such a stubborn fucking old prick that he would that he doesn't want to do it um and like wouldn't can't be forced to until like he's physically enfeeble um if she doesn't get in that way where she's actually the default president and the party just has a blanket excuse to say well there's not gonna be a primary look we have the our candidate is 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 the president if she doesn't get in that way, she's not getting it because she's not winning a fucking primary. Like, there's no fucking way no. on earth she would win a primary where she has to campaign against other, even other shitty Democrats. Like, I don't think she would beat Pete Buttigieg like in a primary. Like, she's no. just so unlikable and so bad. She was. Pete I mean, Buttigieg almost was the president. I don't know if people remember the primary, but Pete <laughs> Buttigieg right. declared himself president uh, <laughs> before. But, like, talk up, talk about like a like. Bolivian OAS type right. thing, like oh, I just I'm the president now. Like you, like literally, they recalled all the votes counted. Like that's the kind of shit that we would back a coup for, right? If if Iowa and and also recall that Kamala Harris was in like seventh place in her home state and right, dropped out three months to the day before the Iowa caucus. She dropped out in December of 2019. 
Right. That's that's how good Kamala Harris was doing. Right. And it's not for lack of national exposure. People in her home state where she is one of two senators, you know, fucking can't stand her because they know who she is. And they were like, I would never vote for this fucking person. <laughs> like, why would it? You know, so again, she's just not popular. She's not likable. She's very fucking cruel and calculating and conservative. Um, and, and, and really, and I actually have a clip to, to just further back up the assertion that I'm making because oh, they God. caught up was, to her. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, this, this, no, just this clip uh, right. in my brain was started to play already. So. Right. So they, they caught up to her on the tarmac. Uh, I, I believe it's on the same tarmac where she, you know, tried to, tried to kill Joe Biden. Um, and, uh, after she, she like sprinkled caltrops on the stairs. to fucking <laughs> right. <hobble. laughs> right. Um, and, uh, they because she was visiting Florida and they asked her like are you gonna go down to the uh, camps you know the detention camps like where you're fucking DHS and ICE are literally caging kids and giving them like fucking aluminum foil blankets to keep warm as they're like two inches away from each other and probably spreading COVID to each other um, and there was an article that came out that migrant uh, detention uh, childhood migrant detentions are up like fivefold since biden's taken office so again just more of the same shit just trying to fucking break obama's record for deportations and uh you know detaining migrants but here's here's harris's uh answer when 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 asked if she would go visit the border camps you can visit the border uh, um not today <laughs> but um i have before and i'm sure i will again that's hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. Hey, do you plan on visiting the border where you where you and your fucking boss are literally caging children? Not today. <laughs> That's the vice president of the United States. The vice president. This is uh, like I, fucking soulless. Like that's just soulless. Like how do you fucking like what a psychopath to laugh about that. I mean, but this is this is who she is. She's laughed about jailing fuck the parents of truant fucking children. You know, she she laughs about you know being asked to to open more schools instead of less jail. She might like she, she's a fucking psychopath, and she yeah. and and this is because she has a background as a fucking cop. Like the cops are fucking psychopaths. Like you did, that's the whole reason we were so opposed to her, and that the whole Kamala Harris is a cop thing went around is because she has the mentality of a fucking cop. She just is soulless. Yeah. She hasn't. She sees people as fucking animals. She doesn't see people as as you know. <sighs> equal humans like she just does not have any empathy i I, I tweeted this out i said from da to ag to vp nothing delights cut mala like kids in prison right um yeah and she's also she like doesn't know anything like she just she's as dumb (laughs) as a cop she gets placated the way the cops get placated right there was there was a tweet yesterday um like a like a chicago scanner there's like a a dozens of chicago scanner accounts you know and they're just people that Mm. love cops that just listen to police scanners and tweet out you know, sometimes they're funny things. Sometimes it's like a real emergency, but just, you know, police scanner chatter. Right. And there was a, uh, a protest, um, against the mayor, Lori Lightfoot here in Chicago. And apparently one cop on the scanner said, what are they protesting? And the other cop said, Oh, they're protesting the mayor. And the, the cop said, Oh, that's awesome. Cause the cops hate the mayor because she's not fascist enough. Um, but it, it was like the, the reason they were people were protesting the mayor because the mayor took two hundred and eighty million dollars of COVID relief money and gave it to the police department because it was discretionary funds, and she had to pay all their overtime that was still due 
I mean, they were already paid. It was just goes into debt uh, from, you know, trying to stop the uprising we had this summer. Right. So like the, like the cops don't even know that, like they hate the mayor because she's not right wing enough. And everyone protesting the mayor hates the mayor because she's a, a far right neo neoliberal conservative who just loves the police. And they just they don't get that. Like they don't understand. They have a complete complete disconnect there. Yeah, no. I mean, Lori Lightfoot's a fucking ghoul. Uh, you know, this this same shit. It, it's just so funny to me when you have to argue with a right winger about like somebody like like Lori Lightfoot or like Bill De Blasio because the right right wingers think that they're like you know Che Guevara and you were just like oh no they're they're fucking awful but like not in the way that you think they're like it's just it's such a weird disconnect that I don't understand like how we live on the same planet with like conservatives who live in these states where there where there are these big city mayors who are just awful fucking you know right-wing ghouls who who they think are these far left like communist dictators it's it's a very bizarre disconnect but do you see uh bill crystal's tweet no no i didn't or two days ago so it it's like this is how the conversation on any issue gets driven into the most insane places because people like bill crystal who are responsible for a million and a half dead people in Iraq are still allowed to have a platform. Right. Like, you, you can be wrong every single time, and it's still like, well, we need a conservative <laughs> voice, so there you go. Right. And they'll. this is just... I'm going to read this tweet to you, and, and just watch how he, you know, takes an issue that's in, like, popular culture or, you know, in the discourse right now, and agrees with it, and then, like pushes it into a place where you're just like people will go along with it even though it's fucking insane right right and and he does this he he does it by agreeing with the thing that people most people agree with and but then changes the reason for why you should agree with it right so he says here uh one reason I'm for DC statehood the the idea of making you know, Washington, D.C., a state, because right now right. it's not, and people who live there can't vote, which is just bizarre. That, like, you live in the nation's capital, but you <laughs> right. can't vote. Right. <laughs> like, wh- wh- why? I don't know. Anyway, um, wh- wh- Bill Crystal, uh, one reason I'm for D.C. statehood is the growth in size of the republic, <laughs> like, which already is just... It's Weird like, colonizer bullshit, but right? I want to shoot myself in the fucking head. I want to shoot right. him in the fucking head is what I want to do. Uh, so he wants D.C. statehood to grow the size of the republic. It's not big enough yet. And our distinctive manner of growth, admitting states with equal status, has always been a sign of our vigor. Like, who uses the word vigor in a sentence? Is it, it like, if I can add Bob Dole for right, Viagra? A total fucking you know, like, what pretentious the f- fucking what, cock. Like, vigor? Yeah, right. Vigor. Like, is that, like, stolen valor? Is that stolen the same ballpark? So you steal someone's Viagra. So then he, he goes on to complain here. 60 years of only having 50 states is long enough. It's time for Washington, D.C., Puerto Rico, and Cuba. <laughs> As soon as it's free. <laughs> Maybe throw Fallujah in there, too, you fucking douchebag. Like, it's, what a fuck Cuba off. Cuba is a sovereign country. Right. Cuba is a sovereign country. What the fuck are you talking about? It would, it, right. Th- that's, 
Like, oh, oh, sorry, uh, Canada, you're close enough to being us, and we need your oil and your fucking law. Mexico, too. Hey, you know, it's a, it's a great, there's a lot of great vacation spots in Mexico, so why don't we just vote to... I mean, <laughs> we're already fighting their drug war for them. Why shouldn't we just annex them? I mean, we're, we're paying for Israel to annex the West Bank and Gaza. Why can't we just do that? So, yeah, this is Bill Crystal who says he's for, you know, uh, D.C. statehood, Puerto Rican statehood, and even Cuba, once they get their act together and stop not being part of our country. It's not even, it's not even attached. It's not even, like, next to our... Like, I don't understand what the fuck... Like, no, but all of the right-wing fascists who are white who moved to right. Miami, I mean, that's pretty much the right, same thing. We've got, you know, normalized relations in your state right. now. Um, so yeah, I, I, I quote tweeted him. I just said, "This is just manifest destiny, colonial expansion, American exceptionalism. They're all just different brands of fascist white supremacy. That's all right. this is. It's just we we want more le- because we need vigor. We need American if, vigor. If he was forced to say the word empire instead of republic, I mean, it would just be a lot more. Ac- I think if everyone in general was for everyone who uses the term republic when describing this country with this wistful fucking Aaron Sorkin reverence should just be." forced to use the term empire because they could still say what they're saying and it would just be a lot more accurate any I, yeah we're to the point anyone that says uh more perfect union is right, a fascist. right if you ever if you were ever fucking a justice democrat who's uttered the term a more perfect union fuck you right, you're a fucking right. fascist you've bought into you're this using bullshit. fascist it's 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 uh fucking what's his name Shapiro saying Western civilization right right it's the same thing you know it, it's that's it's right. exactly the and Jenk says thing. that all the time the more perfect you, that but he again he's just a fucking you know fascist enabler like that's that's what they are like people like that right. um right and yeah this is this is fucking disgusting it it, it just when you're talking about that though it just really amazes me the way we were taught about things like manifest destiny. Like I, I just knew that as like a generalized, but like in, in school, like I, that was just a benign thing that you were taught like, Oh, well we expanded because of manifest destiny and this and this and that. And like, it's just so amazing. The level of just subtle indoctrination that's done to you just from a super young age in this country, just, just through schooling, even in, uh, you know, blue States, like places where the education board you would think would not be. But again, people like that grew up, you know, watching the fucking West Wing, watch like watching shit that was just atrocious fascist fucking apologia that was. Oh, they grew up watching the the Daniel Boone Disney movies from the well, 1950s, that too, right. where they had they had a bunch of white guys in blackface playing Native Americans. Right. Like that's that's the <clears throat> cultural like that's the shit which they still show on Disney Plus. If you want to watch that shit, it's still there, and they have that. That, that I, I, th- I do think Song of the South is not on Disney Plus. I think that's like one of the few things they were like, all right, even this is too bad. This is too bad for even for even yeah, us to put on yeah. here. Well, they're, they're a delightful disclaimer that um, you know some of these shows may oh, right. may contain inaccurate depictions of so culturally insensitive like, really, depictions. They're, they're, it it might not be accurate to have a white actor <laughs> to, to have Italians playing a bunch of Native that might not accurately portray Native Americans. Right, they would, we're not sure. We're not sure. This they would just fucking find Sicilians, like because they're they're like ah, oh, they're dark enough. Just fucking get this get this mook to play a fucking Native American, like and, and no, but nobody will bat an eye <laughs> at it. Um, yeah, just real, real fucking horrible shit. Uh, and, and this is the kind of the same same you know mindset you have you know bill crystal mindset of like we can just s- steal cuba right, right. It's, 
off you can just steal the country. This is the, uh, where where does our our director of our secretary of DHS Department of Homeland Security come from? Uh, Cuba for about five minutes <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> because originally right. he's from Europe. And he's white. He's a fucking gusano. He's super white. And of course, liberals are like, "Oh, our first immigrant THS secretary." Never mind the fact that THS is less than twenty years old. It shouldn't exist, right? Right. And and so his name is uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. And you know, and it's it's like, oh, we're gonna save the kids in cages. We're gonna do, everything's better now because we have a Democrat who's an immigrant. He's gonna empathize. And you know, he was interviewed this week. Just a couple days ago, and not only were his words evil, they were nonsensical in a way that, like, if you wrote this out, I'm going to read this here in a moment here, and I told, I could read this to my mother, and I would say, oh, did you hear what Donald Trump said? Right. Uh, when you know, just on his his last days of office about immigration, I could read this to her, and she would believe that Donald Trump said this. But this is like I broke it down sentence by sentence, and when you when you listen to the audio of this, like he uh, he says it so monotone that you almost don't even notice how bizarre his word choice is here and his his sentence structure. But I'm just going to read this slowly, and it it reminds me almost like the the scene from Blade Runner Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine, where the you know Agent K has to like recite this mantra. And they're like testing him to make sure he gets all the words right, to make sure he's like not going crazy right. in his fucking insanely stressful job that he has, right? So this is this is DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas uh, responding to the you know surge of people coming to the border because they assumed that Biden was going to be more lean on immigration. That's why they're all coming now. So uh, Alejandro Mayorkas wants to make it clear that Biden is not going to be more lenient that Biden is going to continue Trump's immigration policies. So he says, the message is quite clear. Do not come. The border is closed. The border is secure. We are encouraging children not to come. Now is not the time to come. Do not come. The journey is dangerous. We are building a safe, orderly, and humane way to address the needs of vulnerable children. Do not come. (laughs) What? <laughs> he just told children it's too dangerous to come and then said we're building a safe, orderly, and humane way to address the needs of vulnerable children, but also it's too dangerous and don't come here. And it, it just, like, how does he just throw that in there like that? There's no transition words. It's just, it's, it's, the journey is dangerous. The journey is that's safe. Like, the journey is dangerous. <laughs> That's literally like bullet points like that they probably gave him like hit these in your speech and he just didn't bother to like turn them into a sentence structure. It was just like I'll just read down this right. list of like bullets. He, he didn't put any he didn't put any filler in there and <laughs> it, it just when you listen to it you don't even notice it because it's just you know cable news so it's just right. going on and on and on. But I I just like took every different part of his sentence and put it in, into like a different line in my notes. And it's like this just horrifying soliloquy of dispassion and, you know, just not caring what's... And like he's threatening children. He's telling children, it's not safe to come here. But then also says, oh, if you do come here, it's totally safe. <laughs> right, right. We're making, making a safe what, place, what, but do not... Co- like, yeah. 
I actually would be curious of like what your like what someone like your mom would say if you did read that to her and say, "Oh yeah, no, Trump said this." <laughs> she would be silent. She would process it and would not be able to have a thing to pivot to or like there just wouldn't it wouldn't make sense to her. So she would just be like, you know, Marge Simpson just like. <laughs> And well, I'm sure Joe Biden. It. I'm sure Biden doesn't believe that. Though. Like, you know, I'm not, you know, not saying that she would say, but like, I, but like that would be, the, I think, the liberal go-to. Or well, uh, yes, there's kids in cages, but they were only kids in cages that came there by themselves, not kids in cages that came there with it, their parents who were it, then separated. Right. See, do you don't understand the difference? Don't you understand we're building back better? I'm just, you know, I'm so constantly disgusted that, like, by the shit we see on Twitter, that like just where liberals will just. In inherently like pivot to like Ben Shapiro talking points when now doing fucking you know uh, like gymnastics to defend the Biden administration for the same thing. It's always oh give him a break. He's only been there for x x x number of days or oh give you know blah blah blah. It's not. It's only been three <laughs> right. years. Like he's, he's what, fucking, he didn't even he's know he didn't have the old. constitutional he's been in power. Fucking politics for fifty to, years. Like are you kidding me? Like what? <laughs> right. what, are you, what are you, well, he he didn't know that it's not legal to institute a mask mandate. Like they they couldn't look that up ahead of time. What do you think he's been in the White House before? Right, 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 right. What's he doesn't. He just like there's like you think there's like a book where things are written down where there are all the rules of the executive office, the executive powers are are you know drafted ahead of time that are on like a server or a, like google doc somewhere that a staff of people could have read before he took the oath of office in your dreams marxists yeah i mean you know look, look it's fucking disgusting but i i just you know i i've gotten used to it unfortunately and i think that that is just what's going to happen for the next 48 years we're just going to deal with a lot of the same shit. And, and by the way, I don't know if you saw this. I, I saw this earlier today. Joe Biden thinks of himself as a two-term president. <laughs> um, oh which, where, did he, where did he say that? At? I, I think it was a, I think it was a Newsweek arc. I don't know. He probably said it in some interview. Somebody asked him, uh, what, what is he now? 80 fucking years old? He's going to be like 85 by the time he leaves office? Like, or no, wait, I'm sorry. No, he'll be 80, like almost 88 by the time he leaves office? Like, what the fuck? Like, what? he's already fucking out of his mind. He's already losing all of his fucking faculties. Like, what, can you imagine Joe Biden as president at 87? Like, what he's going to be like? I mean, he's just going to have shit dribbling down the side of his fucking mouth during, during like... <laughs> Remember when his eyeball exploded on live TV? <laughs> right, right, right. God. It'll I be just... that plus Giuliani's, like, hair dye running down his face. <laughs> and everyone will just be like... You know, they'll just imagine it's a stutter. It's fine. It's, fine. it's a stutter. It's Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's, it's just, he restored dignity to the White House. You know, right. we're we're going to keep bombing Yemen, but we're going to do it in a dignified manner. Right. Help us here. Don't worry. <laughs> that which, by the way, is the name of their. They're literally. I literally could not. I thought this was a fucking onion headline when I saw it. They're doing a fucking victory lap like tour. Him and Kamala, and I think that's what that that airplane clip was from called the Help Is Here Tour to tout the success of their fucking shitty, watered-down, negotiated-against-themselves COVID relief bill that did fucking nearly nothing to help people that, you know, totally reneged on the promise of $2,000 checks and that didn't do anything to fucking help people who are on unemployment, you know, totally fuck gave $300 less a, a, a month than, than fucking uh, Trump was giving, or a week, excuse me, uh, than Trump was giving. Uh, it, it's just, it's so fucking tone deaf. And then 
that another fucking fossil piece of shit capitalist jim clyburn came out and was like oh well the democrats are going to run on, on that covid relief bill in 2022 which you know number one that means that you know no other relief is coming which is really going to be really going to bode well for them when when all these fucking idiots keep spreading covid with all these variants that are like, vaccine resistant and and again it's like they think that what they did was good Right. right. You had right. there was there was some fucking staffer from Justice Democrats who also worked for AOC said you tweeted last week saying how you know the overwhelming popularity of this bill just proves that you know <sighs> what Democrats can get done when they work hard. I'm like, uh, is he fucking insane? Right. Justice Democrat AOC staffer thinks this is that we had we got no two thousand dollar checks. We got that was a lie. Right, totally. We got no fifteen dollars an hour, uh, despite fourteen million Americans losing their health care during COVID just in the last year alone. We got no single payer option in that stimulus bill. This is uh, like they are they is, already that out of touch, or, or are they just lying? Are they just fucking lying? I, I, I really, I mean, there are liars by nature, but I really do think they're that out of touch. Like, I really think that they're hearing from everyone what a fucking rousing success this was. Like, I never, I don't think it crosses Joe Biden's mind that black voters in Georgia think he's a fucking lying piece of shit because that's exactly what they think of him. And there was multiple articles interviewing, like, black voters in Georgia being like, oh, yeah, no, he fucking lied to us. Like, he said $2,000 checks. Like, that was not... The intent, the, the way he he was framing it, and the way that the two Georgia senators who got elected were framing it, was like, "We will give you two thousand dollar checks." Now, it, you know, people are going to remember that. People are not just going to like. You can only fucking you know uh, kick a dog so many times before they just say, "Like I'm not going near you anymore." <laughs> like they're not, you know, people are not fucking gonna gonna forget the way that we were lied to about this fucking bill. Like even even standard like. Uh, you know, I always vote for the Democrats type people that don't really engage on, you know, the level that we do with like the way that Democrats are fucking liars are just going to be like, yeah, but like, am I really going to go out and vote and like stand in line for like two hours? Like it, it, it's just, again, you're further depressing turnout by being the worst fucking possible. It, it would just, it costs them nothing to just make them $2,000 checks. Like, even if they even if they genuinely never intended that and they were and they genuinely thought that they weren't being disingenuous bad faith actors the way they were framing the $2000 checks on the campaign trail after the fucking stink that it, that arose you, you like any fucking decent person would have just made the checks $2000 cuz it it's fucking it's fake money it literally means nothing but they just can't they can't do that because again Biden's a fucking austerian conservative at heart and uh, yeah i mean they're they're just so fucked but you know it well, just it's near a tannin all they over deserve again. it right. remember when they thought that the uh you know putting near tannin into the offices uh, or the office of budget <laughs> oh, yeah. management they thought that was an olive branch to the left they <laughs> right. they literally thought that <laughs> that is how far to the right they are right that, that they they Unreal. honestly thought that like we were going to be happy about that and it's just, it's just unbelievable it, right so and this is the i mean that that kind of disconnect i want to jump into this other thing here we had um we had like nine mass shootings mass murders <clears throat> in this country in like the last week right right and i and i love when the when, when you know like the I know some of this is just like cop phraseology and then like other parts of it are just like straight up racism. But 
We had another one the other day, and it, the the police referred to it as a shooting incident. Like, <laughs> like oh, a happenstance, right. <laughs> just Officer a murderous involved. little Officer kerfuffle. Involved. Yeah, <laughs> incident. So you know, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is a white guy," and it turns out like he's just like a really, really light-skinned uh, guy from Syria, right? Who's like already, you know, he's like t- like twenty years old and already ha- like looks like a fat, bald Santa Claus. That guy was twenty. Jesus Christ! Oh, like twenty-one or something. Like yeah, yeah. wow. So like wow, yeah. that's I, I can see why he's hate ages such you. an angry hate ages you, no matter what background you're from. Fuck man. But the one we just had a couple of days prior to that was <clears throat> this was a white kid. You know, he's probably like 18 or something, and he went into like a, a like a Korean spa, you know, right. where they give you like massages, and then you know, if you pay a little extra, roll over, get the happy ending kind of thing. Which is, you know, there's there's that's a whole other argument as to you know legitimacy of that and sex work and you know protecting women from trafficking, and then just the whole you know the whole notion of sexualizing uh, sexualizing asian women and how that puts them at risk and this guy clearly had some fucked up ideas and decided that you know cuz he was sexually frustrated he was going to murder nine people right you know and the police uh came out and said oh well he had a tough day like, oh, he was having a bad day, not yeah. racially motivated. I not- mean, who among us has, I mean, the Onion fucking nailed this. The Onion was like, empathetic police completely understand what it's like to have a hard day and kill nine people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I don't know if you saw, but then they later like looked into the cop who said that. And of course, his yep. Facebook is full of super racist, like anti-Chinese, uh, you know, COVID like mm-hmm. memes and shit, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just. Yeah. So this is, you know, and, and then you, so that kind of disconnect we've been talking about here for a minute, you you see that from our papers of record, from like the, right. like you, these idiots that fail up into editorial positions of billion dollar newspapers are just as fucking stupid as that cop. Right. Right. And they, but they think they're not, they think they're like somehow above the, you know, oh, the public doesn't understand that's That's why we have the editorial board to tell them what to think. They're just as fucking dumb as Bill Crystal. They're just as fucking dumb as that cop. Okay. Because you'll have the New York times put out an article titled, why has there been a spike in anti-Asian hate? (laughs) Yeah. It's a real fucking mystery, but why, why is the sky blue and not green? Right. Why? Why is water wet? It, it, uh, so I just wanted yeah. to share uh, some of you know, like imagining Glenn Greenwald, as much as he's pissing me off and trending for the right, right, made a good point in saying that like this is not the result of like a sudden spike in anti-Asian hate, the way that the New York Times would like you to think. This is a, right. a result of the rhetoric that we've had coming out of our own State Department. Uh, forever and coming out of every mass media outlet forever. So I just wanted to share some of the headlines here that uh, somebody, uh, I didn't collect these myself. I just transcribed them from uh, their screenshot. Uh, These are all from New York Times, Washington Post, Financial Times, Axios, The Economist, and Forbes. I'm just going to run through these headlines here and pause slightly between each of them. And maybe we can comment on each one. Not necessarily need to do that. But all right. So the first one, uh, uh, an assertive China challenges the West. Like, how dare they be right. assertive? Like, what you? What did you assert? Oh, your own economic interest for your own country. What a fucking dick. Uh, next one. China is taking its ideological fight abroad. 
uh, unlike America, <laughs> right, <laughs> who does right. that every fucking day with bombs. Um, here's another. Here's here's like a, a wishful thinking one. Why Europe will choose the U.S. over China? <laughs> like America's already chosen China <laughs> oh, over Lord. Europe. Like they're our most favored trading partner. Anyway, right. Uh, the next one here. I love this. China wants to reshape the global order. <laughs> like uh, that's what? our job, buddy. What do you What do you think you're doing? <laughs> right, right. That's American exceptionalism. That's our job. Uh, the global order is whatever we say. All right. Uh, this is the next one. Another, another one. Uh, boastful. China, not America, will decide the fate of the planet. I guess that's not boastful. That's like fearful. China, not America, will decide the fate <laughs> of the planet. Like, oh no. <laughs> they kinda, dun dun dun. What, what do they do? Enforce a social currency the way that we only. You know, pretend to. Right. Uh, okay, the Chinese threat to American speech. Okay, well, I, they changed Marvel movies that they show in China. Like, ooh, terrible. Uh, another one. Um, China's political power grows with its capital markets. Wait, that's. I thought that that's good. Don't we want them to be capitalists? I thought that we were afraid of communism, not capitalism. Oh, but now they're capitalists, but just not in the way that we want because they're doing better at it than we are. Okay, got it. Yeah, just mental schisms here. Uh, Next one. China's long arm reaches into American campuses. (laughs) Like, oh no, those Chinese people and their long arms. (laughs) I mean, this is just... uh, Yeah, I'm I'm shocked why people people are are so hateful towards it. Like, this is literally... You know, the fucking mass media, and, and this is really ever since I've been born, has just had this casual racist kind of like, oh, well, ooh, China, be scared of that. Like, it's just, again, it's like the new the new fucking, you know, be scared of the Reds, the, you know, the, the Russian, the fucking communists in Russia, like that all of right. our parents grew up with. It's the same shit. I just and think, luckily. I don't yeah. understand how people can grow up while all that shit and get to this point and, and not be like, hey, all that time that threat wasn't real. It was just used to make right. me fearful to go along with austerity. But, but they still think it was. That's the issue. It's like they're so... I don't, I don't know. I think people who knew the Red Scare was bullshit, who, like, you know, saw the fall of the Soviet Union as kind of like, okay, well, at least the Cold War is over, you know, and thought we right. were allies for a while, are now like, oh, my God, we never realized how real that threat was. Like, I think there, there's... There, there might be that, but I, but I, I just think there is like a general mass media consensus that, like, oh, of course they, it was a real threat, and we, we neutralized it, and we beat them, and then you know now they're back again as a big threat. Like, I, I just think that there's such a, such a fucking aversion to like critical thinking and like actually you know parsing the the State Department funded media or you know State Department influenced media um, that people just kind of accept as like a broad generalization, like the way that media and, you know, the, the state department and the CIA, uh, to categorize and describe the like Asian people and, and Asia, you know, and like China right. as a country and like well, Russian, it, it, people, it, like the Russian government, like it's just, it's all fucking accepted kind of as like a, sure. Oh yeah. But sure. Of course they're not great. They're bad. But like, you know, it, it's just, it's easier. And, than and I see this it. with Democrats all the time where they, they accept that, you know, the White House is political, but, you know, the CIA, that's the government, you know. And so what they say is the same all the time, so I can trust them. They're the ones who are the gatekeepers. They're the ones who are 
you know, steadfast <laughs> and, you know, no matter what the political storm is, they're always going to be the same and Did that you, can right. rely on that and trust it. So you, just a c- yeah. couple more headlines here. I'll close this out and then jump to the next, uh, the, the real icing on the cake here. So uh, let's see. China exploits U.S. investments to conquer the media. Sounds like they beat us at our own game there. Uh, how China gets American <laughs> companies to parrot its propaganda. Um, I don't know, by buying them or, you know, the way that... <laughs> the fucking, same way that Americans get American companies to The way to that the CIA the bought the Washington Post. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Can American values survive in a Chinese world? Uh, I'm guessing by American values, they mean white supremacy, which I would hope it wouldn't. Uh, and second to last one here, this is not dystopian fiction. This is China. <laughs> like American values, uh, like, like, like not wearing a mask because it minorly inconveniences you, even though you literally help right, people not die. Right. By thinking about the greater good for fucking five minutes, God, can I hope that I hope that value survives, fucking douchebags. So the best one here, and we're gonna I'm gonna read from this article a little bit. This is just it, it's like just hitting it out of the park. And this was posted in Bloomberg, written by a guy named Eli Lake. <laughs> and this is this is an article. This is a puff piece that they he wrote about Antony Blinken our new Secretary of State, who hates China. Right. Uh, like, w- with a passion... Almost as much I as he hates Palestine. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, this guy hates China more than, than fucking Pompeo hated China. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so this headline is just hilarious. It, it's, so it's a two-parter here. We got, a, we got the first part, and then we got the, the sub-headline. It's not right. quite a... Uh, so it, it, it's titled, Antony Blinken's Finest Hour. <laughs> How the U.S. Secretary of State shows China that American greatness lies in its humility. How much you want to bet that nothing he says here reflects humility and instead boasts ego? And yeah, that's, that's that. I'm gonna guess is, is basically bullying language, um, with also like a, a giant dose of revisionist history. So here we go. This is again by Eli Lake and Bloomberg. The U.S. will approach China with confidence, Blinken said, quote, even as we have the humility to know that we are a country eternally striving to become a more perfect union. <laughs> there we go. Ding. I forgot that was in there when I said it before. That's perfect. Perfect. He added that the U.S. had a long history of confronting its demons, quote, not trying to ignore them, not trying to pretend they don't exist, and not trying to sweep them under the rug. Now, just remember, the U.S. is not a country that ignores its past or tries to sweep it under the rug. No, not at all. In these impromptu remarks, Blinken captured the essence of American exceptionalism. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even say the words. Literally, American exceptionalism is the idea that America can get away with doing things that are criminal and illegal because we're somehow just like we're the world police. So we're exceptional. We're the exception to the, we, the laws. You have to that... let us get away with it because <laughs> right. we're richer than you are. We have more bombs than you do. So that's why that's why we're exceptional. Let's just have to accept it. So already the idea that that you know America's greatness lies in its humility is undermined the moment he talks about American exceptionalism. It's just more white supremacy. It's <laughs> right. more fascism. Well, I mean, that literally so, is what exceptionalism means, fucking supremacy. It's like, the, it's, it's, it's the same word. So you literally yeah. are just saying American supremacy, and you might as well just be saying white supremacy at that point. He goes on here. Uh, 
it's greatness, American greatness. American greatness is defined not by strength alone, but by humility. Here we go. And the determination to confront past sins and strive to be more perfect. Okay, right. So, again, past sins. We made mistakes in the past when we overthrew all those governments, but we don't do that today. This is not your father's CIA. There is right. no such impulse within the Chinese Communist Party. Uh-oh, they're not exceptional. <laughs> they haven't confronted their past. <laughs> to this day, journalists and activists who seek to keep the memory of the Tiananmen Square massacre alive are disappeared. Like, really? I'm pretty sure there's still people... Like, if they're disappeared, who's still talking? <laughs> they do this with North Korea. That's just like literally evidence-free fucking claim that you can make about... A country with the, literally the like you know almost the, the biggest population in the world is oh yeah no they disappear people all the time like who which no people? one even knows it happened no one knows no. yeah uh, except for the fact that we're reminded about it every day uh, this failure to <clears throat> reckon with its past has prevented China from evolving into a more open and transparent political society America was also deeply divided about the war in Vietnam and over racial tensions but reforms were made. The war ended. In its own way, the U.S. became a little more perfect. Perhaps we, ended. we didn't lose. Perhaps <laughs> this is one reason that today Vietnam has pursued economic and security cooperation with the U.S. Oh, despite sake. the war it fought half a century ago. <laughs> the alternative for Vietnam and other neighbors of China would be to align themselves with an authoritarian bully incapable of reckoning with the many sins of its past and present. <laughs> There's just the paternalistic bullshit. Like they're like like they're this poor helpless country that they need to rely on all these other who, who, nice big we they kick the shit out of us. Like what who the is fuck? China at war with at present? Right. Who is he, the, the so he's saying America is not an authoritarian bully incapable of reckoning with the many sins of its past and present because America clearly hasn't been at war since the early 1970s with Vietnam. We learned our way. Oh, wait, no, that's not true. Oh, we're, we're at currently in eight different fucking wars now in Yemen, in fucking Syria, in Libya, I suspect Pakistan, it's way more than eight. Because like, we always learn about like, oh, yeah, but by the way, on this bombing raid, one of the soldiers in, in fucking, you know, Somalia, one of the soldiers go, oh, we're in Somalia? Like, oh, they're in, you know, they just, you constantly hear about different bombing campaigns that we're doing. So it's soldiers yeah. got killed last year in Africa, and it was people like, oh, we have soldiers in Africa? Oh, well, world police. Fucking, right. I, I swear, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, when they made uh, Team America World Police, like, right. they... They hate that movie because they didn't realize how hard it was going to be to make a feature-length film with actual marionettes. Uh, but <laughs> they like made fucking a fucking torture. masterpiece, and like, there's there's still like speculation as to whether uh, uh, Kim Jong Il, that was his father, right? Was the premier back then, like he because he was like a huge movie buff and like actually like made his own <laughs> films, and they they always wanted to know if he ever actually watched it, which I guarantee he did, but he would never say if he did. He would like never give him the satisfaction. He took that to the grave, which I think is also hilarious. He he was like almost makes it seem like he was kind of in on the jokes right. that were there, which you would you would hope you just fucking hope. Well, because it's also like it it was about him partially, but it really is also about no, what a fucking joke a, America was. Uh, like, right. You know, it was it was just, about American fascism, American right, imperialism. Right. It was about it was making fun of American exceptionalism. Right. Right. Uh, and also giving a big middle finger to the ratings board by sneaking in so many fucked up things. <laughs> because um, there's puppets, right? And they they basically like 
like punked the ratings board by having like a, a minute and a half long marionette sex scene that was so over the top that like the ratings board didn't notice all this other shit. So like all they did was cut like 17 <laughs> seconds of it and they got their, their R rating instead of NC-17. Right. <laughs> Which is hilarious too. But like, yeah, just, okay. So again, China is the bully, authoritarian right. bully, incapable of reckoning with many of its sins, past and present. <laughs> Not America. America it, has not had any past sins like, it hasn't accounted for and has no present sins. Whenever I hear someone like Anthony Blinken, really anyone from the government talking about another country who's quote-unquote authoritarian like like Russia or China or North Korea, like they literally sound like they're at therapy and they're like, yeah, you know, my friend, he, he really has a lot of – He's got a lot of <laughs> fucked up traits. But like it's it's literally right. like they're trying to like tell the therapist that like they're having these issues without like admitting to it because they're so embarrassed. But I really don't think that they realize that they're just perfectly describing America when they talk no. about these fucking they're, countries. They're saying asking for a friend unironically over right. and over. And it's like, <laughs> right. do you it's yeah, it's it's like the it's the fucking White House press secretary press secretary uh Pasaki, whatever fuck her name is. Saying, well, we don't. The United States doesn't have a policy of supporting coups in Latin America, <laughs> and the guy's like, "What?" The reporter, the reporter's like, "When? when since when? Right. Since when? Since when? Since when?" <laughs> she just wouldn't answer. She just kept going. She was just fucking malfunctioning because she couldn't like wrap her head around just a direct <clears throat> question that that would have a fucking answer if there was if it yeah. was actually true. And then today, fucking today, Washington Post editorial board today has tried to reignite the claim that in 2019, Evo Morales stole an election. Uh, an assertion made by the OAS, which is the uh, Washington, D.C.-based Organization of American States, so you know they have no bias there. Right, totally not CIA. Who falsely claimed their election was fraudulent, despite having no data that actually suggested that. And in fact, when, you, when their data was scrutinized by the Center for Economics and Policy Research, um, they found out that the, it was only like 5% of the vote left to count that the OAS made that assertion on and said there was some like vast shift in, in the uh, vote tabulation based on the last 5%, which wasn't true. Right. But still, like that wouldn't change the outcome. And he was also up like, like, two, like 66 to 33 or whatever. He was, he was right. winning like comfortably. I mean, that's a fucking landslide. Right. Right. And so the New York Times had to reluctantly admit that, like, oh, that was a that was a fucking lie. Right. So I just wanted to for anyone who, you know, is sad about uh, Janine and Inez in jail now. She was this this <laughs> white woman who declared herself president uh, and white said it was done constitutionally. Right. You know, she fucked around and found out. Right. And people are supposed to feel bad about it. It's like, do you feel bad about I mean, should, should the FBI not? Uh, you know, go after the people that tried to, you know, raid the Capitol and wage a coup? Like, would you just let them off the hook? Right. So there's all these other articles out there right now saying like, oh, well, uh, Bolivia shouldn't in engage in revenge justice. Um, revenge justice. Yeah, they fucking should. I, I, First, I think, like... I think that's just called justice. If you try right. to overthrow the government, <laughs> you know. They shouldn't engage not... in enforcing the law and, and right. you know, trying to right. arrest the fucking illegal And this works. wasn't a revolution. It was This was like an overnight military coup. Right, right. That's 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 very different kind of a thing, right? And so, I just I wanted to read a little, just a little bit here from the um, 
the press statement from the CEPR, that's the Center for Economics and Policy Research, these are the people who uh, refuted the OAS claims of a flawed Bolivian election, which, you know, the OAS was fine with that being a coup. You know, right. they, the, the OAS didn't put out any condemnation of the coup, but they're very concerned that the election wasn't, uh, you know, democratic enough, <laughs> which is just insane. Right. So they they put out a statement saying, uh, nearly eight months after incumbent Bolivian President Evo Morales was ousted in a coup d'etat amid allegations of election fraud, the New York Times reports that the Organization of American States, OAS, claims of fraud in the October 2019 general election, quote, relied on incorrect data <laughs> and inappropriate statistical techniques. And their data came from one guy, just one guy who was some fucking professor who was just wrong, right? And they were like, oh, we got to, you know, it's, it's like, well, we ran the test 100 times and it was, you know, came out, what, but we got one result that was different, so we're going to run with that one. Right, so one climate scientist, or the one scientist will say climate change is a hoax. Like, that's <laughs> right. fuck, the exact fucking same thing. So their statement continues here. The Times article focuses on a new report from Nicholas Idroba, Dorothy Kronick, and Francisco Rodriguez. The report, which uses detailed electoral data previously unavailable to researchers outside of the OAS, refutes OAS claims that fraud altered the election results. For months, the OAS, OAS has resisted calls for it to release its data and methodology. So that, uh, like, I we've talked about this before, they wouldn't show their notes. Right. They wouldn't show their fucking homework for months. And when they did, they had to admit themselves that it was, it was wrong. Um, the authors show that they were able to predict the final outcome of the election within three one-hundredths of a percentage point <laughs> using data from prior elections and votes counted before an election night Interruption of the vote. The OIS bears responsibility for the significant deterioration of the human rights situation in Bolivia since Morales' ouster, said CEPR co-director Mark Weisbrot. Um, so, I mean, th- this is a guy whose background is is in economic policy. And even he's like, you guys fucking lied and created this right-wing humanitarian disaster in this country. He noted that it was not the first time the OAS has played a damaging role in an electoral crisis, citing the 2010 elections in Haiti as an example. Quote, if the OAS, OAS and Secretary General Luis Almagro are allowed to get away with such politically driven falsification of their electoral observation results again, this threatens not only Bolivian democracy, but the democracy of any country where the OAS may be involved in elections in the future. So that's a pretty bold statement. Like right. basically saying, like they, th- this this organization that's supposed to oversee elections, is in fact the thing that is undermining democracy itself. Right, right. Which which we've known for years. They're, they're, this is literally what they exist to do is just try to overthrow uh, super popular leftist leaders in in Latin America. I mean, fucking Venezuela and Cuba and and in Bolivia. It's just what they fucking exist to do is to just assist the CIA. Um, and you know, uh, fucking install white fascists in, in, who are going to be uh, amenable to to U.S. capitalist interests in in these like fucking uh, uh, natural resource rich Latin American countries. That's the only fucking point of the OAS. It, it's just so blatantly obvious with every fucking action that they ta- they take, but. You know, well, people and, and like I Joe Biden it. will still fucking cite them and, and agree with them and support fucking <laughs> right. dickwads like like the fucking uh, the, the Venezuelan Beto O'Rourke, uh, Juan Guaido, 
as as the as like the legitimate president of a country that he never ran for office in and was just installed as president by a by an attempted right wing coup. Like it, it's just fucking, it's unbelievable. Well, I, I love that the OAS has you know the good grace of of Democrats and Republicans uh, in Washington D.C. Uh, unlike the International Criminal Court, which we right. apparently no longer recognize because they've decided that Palestinians are humans. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, God forbid. Um, yeah, it, it, it's just fucking, you know, so infuriating, but so nakedly obvious. And, uh, you know, I, unfortunately, I don't expect it to change uh, regardless of, of, you know, any kind of electoral uh, upheaval. I, I just don't ever see a situation where we're not you know, autonomously operating like the, 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 the kind of state department CIA fucking permanent national security state apparatus is just operating independent of, reg- of anyone who's in any position to tell them no. Like I, I just can't ever foresee a situation where that's not happening. Um, and it's really fucking depressing because I just feel really bad for these, these, the fucking people in these countries that were just terrorizing and, and ruining their fucking lives and destroying right. their countries for fucking capital interests in this country. It's, you know, like I'm not a gamer, but like, I know that there's games you play online, you know, where mm-hmm. you're like first person shooter and there's other people that you're talking to online who are playing and, you know, and it's like, you're all pretty much in the same playing field, right? Right. And then just imagine somebody shows up who's just like the most boastful, arrogant piece of shit, but only because they have infinite ammo. Right, and, right, because they have the, the fucking know, and, hack to like... Like, oh, I kicked your fucking ass. Like, yeah, but you have infinite it's like, ammo. It's like, yeah, but you're... It's like, that's you right, know. so don't even try to be like me. I'm America. <laughs> right. You know, right. it's like, well, I don't want to play with that guy. No, you have to play with me. I'm the best. I have to show you how good I am. Like, but you completely <laughs> have an advantage that no one else has that you didn't even earn. You stole it from somebody. You know, and it's just It's like, no, I go. earned it. <laughs> Bill Crystal says I have American vigor. <laughs> oh fuck. Yeah. Um God. well <laughs> on that depressing note, what uh, is there anything else you wanted to hit before we? Uh... Uh, you know, I started watching like late at night. I started watching uh, <clears throat> this uh, ABC News documentary on Jonestown. Oh, which yeah, and, and it's like oh ABC News. I'm sure they'll cover this well. And it's like it, it, apparently a multi-episode thing, but they mm-hmm. only put out one episode of it so far. And I'm like, okay, well I'll give it a shot. And it like immediately, immediately it's propaganda, really? right? Because Jim Jones, like, yeah, he was, he was a, like, if you can convince 900 people to kill themselves, like, you're good at your job. <laughs> like, right. you, you, you tapped into something that most people will never get. Like, even Hitler was like, hey, we're all going to fight and win. You know, if Hitler was like, hey, now we all have to die, people would be like, I don't really want to. And Jim Jones, <laughs> he was like, no, you all have to kill yourself. And they did it. Right. Um, and of course, you know, you got to be an extremely manipulative, charismatic asshole to do that. But he was also like very, like racially, he was very hip. Uh, had a, he started an integrated church back in like the 1950s, which not many people did back then. Right. Uh, he was also very anti capitalist, very pro socialist, pro communist, even. Uh, which, of course, was made clear because they kept repeating that over and over and over and that over. Was what, that was what drove him to be the way he was, not, not exactly. fanatical exactly. fucking I'm like, religious. Why is, you know. Yeah. 
it was like, oh, if only we had David Koresh, but he was a commie, <laughs> you know, like, and we could run that narrative. Right. So that's all, that's all the fucking show was, was just like, you know, not even talking about communism or socialism, just having him say the words as many times as possible and then cut to somebody <clears> saying, <throat> and it was so manipulative. I felt violated and he was violent and he was so, and then they cut back to him saying, and that's why we need socialism. It's just, it's like... <laughs> Uh, again, why? Why uh, even? Yeah, why, this, I don't know this, why this I notion that we don't have nonstop state-run media in this country is yeah. just frankly absurd. Hilarious, fucking hilarious. And and like we were talking about that story about you know about China and like the the constant fear monger about China. Fucking Rachel Maddow, who you know I'm sure is is in a deep depression because of her her nose diving ratings since trump's been out of office because she has nothing interesting to say hasn't had anything interesting to say in decades um literally the other day did a and i only saw this because i jimmy dora did like a, a video on this uh playing this clip she literally fucking did a segment about how trump put a russian in charge of our covid response and like is is the is the russia to blame for the you know for the for the terrible fucking handling of covid in this country and i'm just like this is just sad like this is fucking sad like this is well, where do you know where that russian came from though not just anywhere in russia he used to be the train conductor that operated the train that ran over that bridge <laughs> Between North Korea and Russia on their 10-mile border, that tiny little border with one rail bridge, he was the conductor. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Make sure you stretch that out over a 20-minute fucking segment and say it really slow and dramatic. Um, yeah, Adding it, the runtime with dead air. Right, right, right. <laughs> oh, it's just fucking sad. All right, well, on that note, uh, I think that about wraps us up this week. Uh, if you want to help the show out, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash move left. Uh, Facebook.com slash move left idiots. Forgot about my plugs for a second there. Uh, Twitter. <laughs> uh, nope, not that yet. Patreon.com slash move left. We have merch available at tinyurl.com slash move left pod. The show is on Twitter at move underscore left. I am on Twitter at move left. Right? Yeah, at move left. <laughs> no, wait, no, I fucked that up too. See, I'm, I'm, I'm super discombobulated. Um, Don't you no, write this down? Don't I, you have like a fucking No, you know, because I usually do it off the top of my head, but you ever like start doing something from memory yeah. and then you're thinking about something else, so it fucks Always. you up? No, I, I got to have my notes. Right. I got um, to have the words in front of me. No, okay, so the show is on Twitter, at move left pod. I am on Twitter, at move underscore left. I'm about to be out of uh, Facebook gulag for like the 30 days they just do 30 days now because i called a white dude a bitch it's 30 days i'm like you can't that's like oh they're like oh it's hateful comment i'm like that's i called it to a guy though like right. you're not yeah. Meanwhile, okay. people could people just repost stories with fucking super fucking racist headlines from like the New York Times and et cetera, <laughs> right. et cetera about China. But you know, you're 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 the, you're the bad guy because you said. Here's the thing: like, if if they really didn't want you to use that word, why couldn't they just block the word? Right. Like, they just right. literally prevent you from hitting enter if those if those letters are in there. They could. They could. They, they could just, if they wanted. They, they just to. want to pretend like they're doing something when they get pulled in front of Congress next time. Like, <laughs> right. Like uh, literally, there's there's some fucking video game on my phone where if you if you type in a swear word, 
it'll it'll change your swear word to just like star 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 star. Right. It's like oh okay, but it's it's weird about it because if you say like you know like cert, if you have like a word that has like part of a swear word in it that you didn't even realize like uh, combusting it'll like <laughs> star out the word like the three letters that are come and it's like combusting how does that oh well, you're so also it just not says spelling star, that star, word star, star, right <laughs> if you're spelling it C. <laughs> but yeah no I, I i get i get what you mean i've seen that before yeah anyway <laughs> so yeah like again like why why even let people do it if you're just you're just looking for a way to like socially control people and make them right. fearful is what it is right well anyway where can people find you on twitter <laughs> oh i already said it but you didn't hear me but i'm on blake slutty all right and we will see you next week